ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. G'day, I'm Matt Brand. The story you're about to hear is a very Northern Territory tale of survival. It's about cattle producer Colin Devereaux, who was working near the Finnis River one day when he was attacked by a 3.2 metre saltwater crocodile. Colin managed to escape by literally biting back. I spoke to Colin as he was getting ready to leave hospital. Well, I was going to do a fencing job in the morning on Finnis River, down near the coast, probably inland about 15k up the river. And um, there's a couple of billabongs near the house, and the north, no, the east side one is only about two foot deep in the middle. There's a big couple of hundred yards around the outside of it, and the water was all receded after the wet season down to Milo water, real dirty water, so you couldn't see. But as you start off walking from the bank in, it's only two or three inches deep. It gets gradual, gradual, gradual over to the middle. But what I could see driving past that water with my fancy gear on was um, fish tails and that in the last bit of water out in the middle. And uh, I walked over, spotted them with a view to going back with a stick or a spear or something and cracking a few on the head. And uh, it didn't take long to work out something was there, and I left, started walking, took two steps, and the dirty bastard latched onto me, my right foot on the instep, sort of, as I threw a foot forward. And it was a big grab, solid, and um, he shook me straight away, shook me like a rag doll, and he took off in the water about three metres, pulled me, and I was sort of trying to drag the foot back so he wouldn't go too far, and... When he stopped pretty quick, I jumped in the air and kicked him in the ribs behind the front shoulder with my left foot, which was hard to do because he had all of my foot. So I got a short kick in. And you're in the water at this stage? Yeah, no, I'm in the water, mate. I'm out in the middle there. So um, he, I kicked him in the ribs and I fell over. When I landed, my left leg went underneath me out the back. I was on my knee, leaning forward, just sort of half accidental, but my head with momentum, went down towards his head, his head, and I managed to have a bite. But I was in an awkward position, and I actually missed most of what I was biting at. It was all heavy head, heavy bone. And my teeth slipped up, and I got all of the eyelids. Probably by accident, I think. And his eyelids were pretty thick. I mean, it was like holding leather. And I jerked back on that, and I had about a second go past, and he let go. I just I just leapt away from him pretty awkwardly, but I rolled twice and took off, just stood up and took off with great steps up towards the billabong where my car was. He chased me, I think, three or four metres, maybe four, but then stopped. I did have a good look over my shoulder, by golly. So anyhow, I roared up to the hand camp, climbed the stairs, wrapped a towel around, I got a bit of telecom rope that was on the veranda and tied it all up tight and managed to get the bleeding stop straight away. And uh, my brother came out from Berry Springs and got me into Palmerston pretty quick. So that was about it, mate. That was it. Uh, how were you on arrival at the hospital? Was it losing a bit of blood? Uh, yeah, no, I was, no I'd, I had all the block of blood stopped with the rope. It was stopped. There was nothing leaking out at all. So I did well there. And um, and I had it up in the dash of the Toyota all the way in, in up high. And it was pretty painful, but it was getting painful by the time I got there. It was painful when I got up the stairs of the house, I think. Yeah. But it was pretty damaged. I think it hit two toes. What do you call it? The um, tendons that attached to the two first toes. 
and damaged up to, I think he said 10 to 15% of it got damaged with two tooths laying down on them, dead square, um, and two big slashes, just about four legs of the foot. Oh, not quite, quite, a couple of inches short of one, one end. And uh, the skin died in the middle, so they had to pull all the skin off. They bloody put a few staples in right around it, try to keep it all hanging right. And then they, um, oh, some 14 days later, it took that long. They had mud in it and that. They had to clear all the mud out because of the bad bacteria from the Billabong water itself. Goose shit, duck shit, and crocodile teeth. Crocodile shit and crocodile teeth marks. They were going to be more bacteria around it. Yeah, and this was all in your leg and foot. Yeah, it was. It was riddled, opened up that bad. It was you could see the black of the silt of the bloody mud in there, and all in amongst that mud, this is microbial fungus, and that got in there. They reckon, and um, so they had to spend a lot of time. I think it was over nearly ten days flushing it. So it was hard going for a while in here for me. I tell you. And so, and then, how are you uh, now? Are you getting ready to walk out of hospital? Well, I took the bandage off this morning. I got a skin graft about. Four days ago, five days ago, from above my knee, I put a big patch across the hole and I've pulled it up real good and the whole thing was in good order when we put the skin graft on. Like it was sort of joined together with all the staples and that. And they just laid a big skin patch over top of the holes, which was all pulled together really good. And um, pulled the bandage off this morning and the grafts are sitting on there real good. A little bit of piebald colours on it, but... The old doctor reckoned it was very, very um, heartening to look at so far. So you got your leg? You got your five toes? Yeah, I have, mate. I'm sitting here with my foot up, and I'm um, <laughs> I'm bending my toes. I can bend my toes. I can get feeling in all my toes, and I'm bending them just a little bit. It's not that sore. I've been walking around on one side of my foot for about five days on that damaged side, just going to the toilet and that. So I was, I mean, the pain went away pretty quick. Yeah, and they reckon they might let me out. Have another look at tomorrow, and they might let me out tomorrow. Mm, I was pretty crook there for a while. I had someone call me and say, you've got to speak to Colin Devereaux. Got attacked by a croc and bit the thing back. Well, I had no choice. Yeah. I had no choice. And it all happened, like I said, in about eight seconds I worked it out. It wasn't long, but just the way things rolled. If he had to bit me somewhere else, it would have been different, I think. But he, was, he ended up being 11 foot long. And he was really in his prime. He was fat as a fool. He won't be doing it again. So you reckon 11 but foot, what, th- three and a half metres or so? About 3.2, I think. I don't know, sure. But anyhow, it means I've got to change what I do. I've been walking around in too much water for a long time out in that swamp country, fixing fences and just living life. And um, I don't my eyes up. We're looking down on that dirty bastard. Um, he had everything his way. You couldn't see him. And obviously he was serious. I shouldn't have went out that far. I had a gun in the car, but I, when I'm thinking about it, the gun wouldn't have helped as a rifle. It wouldn't have helped. It was too too long and too awkward, you know, how he, how he bit me. And too quick, mm. I'd imagine. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was nasty. Could have got my arm or my guts, you know. So I'm a changed man. I'm going to change what I do. <laughs> and every piece of water made out in our country out here has got a crocodile in it or a track leading away from it. We've had so many people calling up wanting to know how you are, Colin. So it's been lovely to hear your story. I'm so pleased we're here talking to you because this could have ended terribly. <laughs> <laughs> it could have. Yeah. It could have.